Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Satellite images point to indiscriminate Israeli attacks on Gaza's healthcare facilities. New research finds that Israel's attacks on Gaza damaged hospitals and other medical facilities at the same rate as other buildings potentially in violation of international law, by Vittoria Elliott. The world has witnessed a near-unprecedented and ongoing humanitarian crisis in Gaza during the first 129 days of the Israel-Hamas war. Despite their critical role in saving lives, hospitals and other healthcare facilities, which are protected under international law, have not been spared the widespread destruction in the Palestinian territory, according to new research. A study published Monday in the British medical journal Global Health from researchers at the Yale School of Public Health found that from October 7th, the day Hamas launched an unexpected attack on Israel that left some 1,200 Israelis dead, to November 7th, 2023, hospitals and healthcare facilities were damaged at the same rate as other buildings. The paper's authors suggest that the Israel Defense Forces, or IDF, did not take measures to ensure it did not strike these facilities, despite their protected status. This pattern of war, at least in this first month, looks like it was not really aligned with international humanitarian law, says Danielle Poole, an associate research scientist at the Yale School of Public Health and lead author on the paper. The United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees in the Near East estimates that at the start of 2024, 85% of Gaza's population, or some 1.9 million people, have been displaced by the conflict, and the Gaza Ministry of Health reports that at least 28,064 Palestinians were killed between October 7, 2023 and February 10, 2024. Human Rights Watch, a non-profit watchdog organization, has characterized Israel's attacks on healthcare facilities in Gaza as apparently unlawful. Using high-resolution satellite imagery from the United Nations, data from the open-source mapping platform OpenStreetMap, and known locations of medical facilities listed by the World Health Organization, or WHO, and the United Nations Office for Coordination of Humanitarian Assistance, the researchers were able to identify damage to over 167,000 buildings during the first month of the conflict. Poole and her team found that 15,768 non-medical structures and nine healthcare-related facilities suffered damage, about 9% in each case. The analysis also found that healthcare facilities 
were more likely than other buildings to have sustained severe damage or to have been destroyed completely. Already in this first month, their health system was severely compromised due to the conflict, says Poole. As the researchers note in their report, the attacks on medical facilities will undoubtedly have long-term effects on the health system through the severely decreased ability to provide necessary medical care to the population. Researchers ranked the damage done to buildings in four ascending categories, possible damage, moderate damage, severe damage, and destroyed. Poole says the numbers noted in her team's report are conservative because they don't count smaller medical facilities like pharmacies or small clinics. You wouldn't expect an artillery officer to know about the little pharmacy in the strip mall, even though those things are still protected under international humanitarian law, she says. International humanitarian law prohibits attacks on hospitals and healthcare facilities or against patients, doctors, and their means of transport during a conflict. A healthcare facility can lose its protected status if it is used to commit acts that are harmful to the enemy, according to the International Committee of the Red Cross, or ICRC. Hospitals have special protection status underneath the Geneva Conventions and the Law of Armed Conflict, says Nathaniel Raymond, a human rights investigator and a co-author of the study. To intentionally strike a hospital, the protocol required is the most restrictive for any type of civilian infrastructure. An armed party to a conflict must ensure that the hospital is notified that it has lost protected status, and efforts are made to ensure the evacuation of those facilities prior to any kinetic strike. That is what the law requires. In a lengthy response to Wired's question about the measures it has taken to prevent damage to healthcare facilities, the IDF defended its military operations. A central feature of Hamas's strategy is the exploitation of civilian structures for terror purposes, says an IDF spokesperson. It is against this context of widespread exploitation of medical facilities and intelligence indicating their knowledge and even participation in terror activities that Israel has apprehended and questioned individuals in Gaza, including medical staff. We reiterate that individuals found not to have been involved in terrorist activity are released after questioning. The IDF has alleged that Hamas was operating out of tunnels underneath al-Shifa, the largest hospital in Gaza, thereby making it a legitimate target. IDF forces raided the hospital on November 15th. The tunnels have not been proven to have had military function, and the legality of that IDF military operation remains in dispute. Even in cases where the military has leveraged civilian structures, combatants are expected to exercise what IHL dubs proportionality and precaution, meaning that any attack should be done such that civilian harms do not outweigh the military benefit. This does not mean there's free license to attack. ICRC Chief Legal Officer Cordula Droge said in an ICRC video posted November 2nd on X, The party to the conflict has to do everything feasible in order to avoid or at least minimize harm to patients and medical staff. Although the destruction of healthcare facilities in Gaza is far more extensive, the WHO also recorded 33 attacks on healthcare in Israel during the violent events of October 7th. The WHO cautioned Hamas and Israel to remember their obligation under international humanitarian law to respect the sanctity of and actively protect health facilities. An independent UN Health Rights Council commission also says it is collecting and preserving evidence of war crimes committed by all sides since 7 October 2023. The implications of Gaza's health system have been disastrous. Even in the earliest weeks of the conflict, 
Doctors warned that hospitals were running out of space to treat the wounded and were operating without access to anesthetics or even clean water. Hospitals and the healthcare system have also seen continued destruction. On January 3rd, the WHO estimated that only 13 of the 36 hospitals in Gaza remained operational. The WHO also says that instances of disease in Gaza have skyrocketed as access to health care, food, and clean water has plummeted. Poole says she hopes the research leads to further investigations to ascertain whether or not the medical complexes were getting distinction, proportionality, and precaution principles that protects them through IHL throughout the course of the conflict. If the principle of distinction was being respected in this conflict, there would be a stark difference in our findings between special protected infrastructure, in this case health facilities, and non-health facility infrastructure, Raymond says. What we find instead is that there is no difference. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at Wired.com security. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.